It's FM 104's Switched On. Kieran in for Louise this evening. If you Google coffee, right, it'll tell you it is a darkly coloured, bitter and slightly acidic, um, has a stimulating effect on humans, primarily due to its caffeine content. But it also has the highest sales in the world for hot drinks ever. I'm going to talk a little bit about coffee right now because there's an interesting event happening in the complex in Dublin 7 at the beginning of March. Hannah Davies, Cup North co-founder and uh, co-founder of what's going to be Dublin's first ever coffee festival. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm a little bit uh, busy and worn out because we have an event in a couple of weeks. But uh, other than that, I'm good and I'm excited for the first ever Dublin Coffee Festival. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about that. Before we get into actually talking about the coffee festival and about Cup North, did your love of coffee just come from, you know, a first sip of an Americano a couple of years ago? Where did it all start for you with coffee? Oh, I've been a coffee drinker for a long time. I think I like probably got into it when I was a teenager. I think I thought I was a bit grown up and, and sort of drank coffee. But the speciality side of the coffee scene, I got into in my early 20s. And that's probably when the first time I tasted like an incredible natural African coffee that, you know, just tasted like so sweet and yeah so i'd say yeah my early 20s was when i i really got into it so you mentioned speciality coffee there and then you had a whole lot of uh, other type of words to describe different coffee you're after having there right and different types of roasts and grounds and stuff what is the difference between a coffee that you're going to get in a jar of Nescafe, right, and a speciality coffee? Uh, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> but I'd say at the, at the very kind of basic level, it's about how the coffee is produced and grown and kind of how it's graded. So um, often the coffee that you find in an instant, like jar of instant, is... Um, a variety of coffee called Robusta and that's a very kind of low grade coffee that's very easy to grow it grows like wildfire but it doesn't taste great and so it ends up going in instant coffee and then specialty coffee will have much more care taken over the whole growing process over the way it's um, prepared and processed and roasted and then you know if you're buying it in a coffee shop the way it's prepared by a barista so there's a that's the real distinction. How long does it take for when someone starts growing coffee before it can be poured out of a barista's very fancy machine and into your tummy? How long is that whole process generally? Oh, um, well, from the seed, I don't think a coffee plant produces um, coffee cherries, we call them, for a couple of years. But once the um, the tree is like regularly producing cherries, then, you know, maybe six months from when the cherry is picked to it getting into your uh, cup of coffee. Oh, wow. It's quite, it's quite a long time, actually. It, it, it's mm-hmm. quite a long, quite a long process. And did you like, so from then from drinking coffee when you were a teenager, how did you get, how did you step up and get, be more, become more interested then in coffee? Um, I think I got hooked with latte art. So uh, back in the day when latte art wasn't like really a very big thing, I worked with someone who, was really good at it and I just wanted to do it and was yeah totally drawn in by the creativity of that and like the method of doing it and so yeah I got got stuck into latte art and then I started competing in coffee competitions and then it just yeah my love grew from then. 
Oh, okay. So tell me then, how do you make the perfect cup of coffee then? We'll do latte, I suppose, since that's what uh, what what grabbed you, first of all. How am I, how am I making the perfect latte? <laughs> oh, uh, well, you need the right amount of coffee. It needs to be ground perfectly for your espresso machine, if that's what you're using at home. Uh, it should be uh, fairly fresh, but not too fresh. So you have to rest coffee a little bit after you've roasted it um what else you want to time the the espresso shot that you're making there's lots of different elements to making a good cup of coffee it's like a science experiment basically <laughs> if you if you go to a coffee shop now are you able to watch someone else make you a cup of coffee or are you looking at them all the time going oh no don't do that now because you're going to ruin my coffee for me <laughs> i think when i was younger and i was like maybe a little bit more enthusiastic i would have been like watching them like a hawk but now i'm a, I'm a bit, <laughs> bit older and i'm a little bit more relaxed about what coffee i get these days i just need a cup of coffee <laughs> Yeah. I, I think coffee coffee drinkers and Guinness drinkers are the same. You know, they have their, they will analyze every cup of coffee, yeah. every pint of Guinness they have. And they think that they know the perfect place to, to have yeah. one. Yeah. Have you got like a favorite coffee shop you go to? And is it like a tiny coffee shop that is, has like one barista and a really old machine? Is it really artsy like that? Because I'm always hoping that that's someone's answer when they tell me they like coffee. <laughs> Don't tell me it's like a Starbucks now or something. Oh, no. No, no, definitely independence. I don't know that I've got a favourite, but there's a whole bunch in Manchester that I love. Um, but yeah, I I would never like think that I'd need to watch the barista in there. I know I'm going to get a good cup of coffee. Yeah. And, and so coffee in general in the UK, which is obviously where you're based, has mm-hmm. exploded over the last 15, 20 years, I suppose, really, isn't it? It has, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's been incredible, really, to watch how it's changed and how, you know, we, we started Cup North, the, the company behind Dublin Coffee Festival in 2014. And at that time, there were just a handful of good quality coffee shops in Manchester. And now they're everywhere, you know, they've taken over. So, yeah, it's great to see. And I don't think, you know, coffee's not going anywhere. People love coffee. <laughs> it's a, a luxury that you can have you know every day and not not feel bad about <clears throat> the dublin coffee festival then the poster that i'm looking at here has an eco-friendly coffee celebration for all can you explain what that tagline means to you and, and to cup north sure yeah so um it's really important to us that we consider our environmental impact whenever we host an event so we try to take a look at every um part of our production and all of our stakeholders and consider how we can like lower the impact that we're making and so dublin coffee festival will be completely paper cup free um we're working with a partner called share club who will be providing um a, like a reusable cup for people to use so there'll be lots of cups or you can bring your own cup from home um and yeah so that's like one of our big kind of environmental initiatives for Dublin Coffee Festival. We, we do other things like um, we'll have biofuel in our generators. We have um, only like compostables where, that aren't paper cups, you know, food trays, that kind of thing. And we have an environmental code of conduct, which we ask all of our exhibitors to adhere to when they take part in our events. So, yeah, it's, it's important to us. So what can people expect if they're going to come to a Dublin Coffee Festival, which is taking place the 1st to the 3rd of March in the complex in Dublin 7? A blend of entertainment, education and exceptional coffee is what I'm reading. What exactly will will be taking place? 
Yeah, so they'll, we've got like a, a kind of the coffee hall with all of our exhibitors in and we've got a range of coffee roasters, there's machine manufacturers, we've got some soft drinks, tea, chocolate, that kind of thing. And then we have another area called the gallery, which is where all of our programming will take place. And we've got some incredible talks and panels um, on things like celebrating Irish coffee culture, guys, the coffee tasting, future of alternative milks. Um, so lots of things about coffee and connected to coffee. We'll also have extractive development taking place, which is a competition which Cup North has developed, and that'll be taking place on the uh, Saturday and Sunday morning. So yeah, if you want to come along and support some of our competitors, then that's the time to, to come. And I assume you'll be able to buy some really high quality coffee on the day. Yeah, so all of the different uh, exhibitors will be retailing their coffee, if, if that's what they do. So. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of opportunities to buy coffee. And we also have a little maker's marketplace, which will be outside with our food traders. So there's the opportunity for um, a little bit of shopping. If that's what you fancy. You, you've done these coffee festivals in Manchester and Birmingham. What made you throw a dart into the map and uh, land in Dublin? Well, there wasn't one in Dublin. And it had been in my mind for quite a while. I used to work for Bewley's, actually, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, in the UK and so I was familiar with Dublin and familiar with the Irish coffee scene and yeah you have such a tradition and heritage of coffee you know specifically in Dublin and it just yeah it seemed like the right time and no no one else was doing it so um, yeah here we are. Well thank you very much for picking Dublin I'm very much looking forward to this dublincoffeefest.com forward slash tickets is where you can get your tickets and more information on the official website at dublincoffeefest.com Hannah Davis Cup North co-founder and I'm looking forward to Dublin's first ever coffee festival thank you very much for joining us on FM 104 thanks very much bye